Hi, this is Lucinda. I'm a healthcare accreditation coordinator as well as an RN. And today I'm gonna to give you some tips to help pass joint commission accreditation surveys. It's not really possible to prepare for an accreditation survey. Because healthcare organizations never know in advance when a joint commission accreditation survey will take place, the only way to prepare for an inspection is to maintain the joint commission standards all year, every day. However, this is not just a case of keep doing what you're doing and preventing bad habits from slipping in. The Joint Commission standards are subject to change as the organization strives to improve the standard of healthcare across the country. These changes are most often published in the Survey Activity Guide for Healthcare Organizations under the What's New section, and this is published every year. Also included in the guide are details of the inspection process, which vary according to the services provided by the healthcare organization. The documents each organization should have ready to demonstrate compliance to an inspector and a checklist relating to the health and safety measures. These are all things that I usually try to gather, but that individual departments have as well. To achieve or maintain accreditation, it is important organizations train staff on emergency preparedness, data security, and HIPAA compliance. During the inspection, surveyors will not only ask staff about patient care, they will also ask about such thing as uh, like communications during an emergency. Like, you know, what do we do when a hurricane's coming our way? interdepartmental and interdepartmental communications like handoffs and access to procedures for EMRs and other technologies um, like, you know, we're doing passwords and things like of, of that nature. Now, the following tips to help pass Joint Commission accreditation surveys might not apply to every type of healthcare organization in every circumstance. They are intended um, like as a general guide that healthcare organizations can use to improve the likelihood of a successful survey and to achieve a better rating on the Joint Commission's qualitycheck.org website. The first thing that we have to do as an organization is try to identify discrepancies between the guide and current practices. And we do pretty much do this every day. I'm asked thousands of questions on um, is this what the Joint Commission Standards Guide says? And a lot of times they don't cover it because other organizations cover it. The Joint Commission has no standard on that. They want you to follow, you know, the CDC recommendations or AORN or what have you, NFPA. But you always need to know the right resource in which to look things up. The next thing is learn from other organizations' failings. Um, each year, usually around April, the Joint Commission publishes a list of the most frequently cited failings um, from surveys during the previous year. Um, this is usually in the Perspectives newsletter, and I usually try to send that out. Often, the failings have little to do with the standard of care provided by the healthcare organization and are more likely um, to do with like environmental care issues. At my organization, we also learn about other people's shortcomings through um, Vizient, which other organizations share 
um, basically the results of their surveys. So we learn a lot from them. The number three uh, tip is get rid of corridor clutter. Clutter in your hallways, people. In the event of an emergency, corridor clutter or hallway clutter not only makes it harder to move patients, but it can also hinder uh, emergency response. The Joint Commission acknowledges that some medical equipment needs to be permanently accessible, but inspectors have previously found items such as laundry baskets obstructing corridors. So, you know, think about fire safety, basically. And don't forget that you can have equipment in the hallway. It has to be moved every 30 minutes. Um, if you have like one of the computers plugged in, it's considered a permanent piece of equipment in that hallway and you will immediately get cited for that. So if it's unplugged and you say you're moving it around every 30 minutes and the surveyor can observe this, you will not get a citation. The number four tip is you never get a second opportunity to make a good first impression. In the survey activity guide, a significant amount of attention is given to how an inspector should be greeted, how he or she should be identified, and how he or she should be accommodated. Make sure your organization's welcome team are up to speed with the current recommendations and always have a ready, uh, clean, uh, internet connected office space from which the inspector can work. Our room for that is usually Stennis if you work with me. Anyway, also make sure you're, um, the people in the front that they would approach first know what to do with them. Know not to let them wander around by themselves. You want to keep them right where they are or lead them to a specific space. They will start writing things up right away. I cannot stress the importance of knowing who your accreditation coordinator is and what the plan is when they come. And um, I, I just can't stress that enough. It stresses me out thinking about it. I know during mock inspections, I've seen uh, mock inspectors kind of wandering around by themselves doing what they want because people were late. You have to catch those guys. You have to get them in a room and start reviewing the paperwork first. You have to go through the formal greeting. Your worst nightmare is them wandering around by themselves. Number five, keep up to date with Joint Commission's current hot topics. And I, again, I try to send these out as soon as I get them. Um, on the Joint Commission website, there is a frequently updated blog, which is a good um, thermometer, if so to speak, of the Joint Commission's current hot topics. Recently, the blog has covered such topics as improving health and safety in healthcare workspaces and providing staff from workplace violence. That, is, that has been a huge one. Um, discrepancies in healthcare as well, implying that um, the employee well-being may be incorporated into future standards. Um, they care about the workers. They are trying to make a turn and kind of show everyone that. I know there's been issues in the media, especially social media, with certain nurses like Nurse Blake, for instance. Now, I have done a podcast on the survey activity guide um, a few podcasts ago, 
But throughout the survey activity guide, there are many references to the importance of having good communication systems in place, not only for professionals to collaborate of, um, on patient care, but also for healthcare organizations to comply with CMS emergency preparedness. Um, there will likely be more emphasis on communications if employee well-being is incorporated into the future standards, as I said before. They're wanting to make sure that we are healthy in our environment, which is it's great. It's a great change. So my question to you is, do you feel ready for survey? Um, our, our particular organization's triennial survey should be any day now. Um, while keeping compliant with accreditation standards is a foundational goal for our organization or your organization and ever present in the back of the staff's mind, the reality is that it's near impossible to come away unmarked. The pressure of patient care often takes precedence over the checkbox activities that we do to get ready. It's a challenging balancing act, but one that offers real value with the right survey program in place. Now, I will say normally the initial response from staff when you mention the Joint Commission is, oh, my God, I hope that I'm not working that day. Um, as a leader, you need to communicate to staff the importance of understanding that the survey is actually a real-time assessment of how the organization effectively and safely manages the care of patients and families. Um, try to engage your staff from the beginning and utilize your internal resources to assist your staff um, with preparation. Here are some things you may want to assess from your staff. Are they familiar with the Joint Commission's National Patient Safety Goals for this year? And what are we doing as an organization to address these goals? Do they know what performance improvement efforts are being done in your department to improve quality, safety, and patient care, as well as the whole organization as a whole? Are they familiar with the Joint Commission standards that apply to their particular job and department? Do they understand the organization's policies and do they know where to find them? Um, do they know the policies and procedures for fire, disaster, infection control, various code alerts, um, occurrence reporting, medication errors, adverse drug events, patient assessment and reassessment, restraints, care plans, advanced directives and suicide risk, and domestic violence. Can they review a chart accurately for, to see if the assessment is complete? Um, is there a documented care plan? Is the entry dated, timed, and legible? Of course, we're doing electronic healthcare uh, records now mostly, so it should be legible. Um, are there unapproved abbreviations in the documentation? Is the pain assessed and reassessed? Um, is the status of the patient's advanced directive documented? Are restraints in accordance with your organization's policies? Is handoff transfer documentation present? And was a suicide screening completed as per your policy? Do your, does your staff understand what a tracer is? Um, when you explain tracer methodology, you need to try to keep it simple. For example, tracer methodology is the Joint Commission process of tracing the care of patients throughout their stay. Surveyors utilize tracer activities to assess patient care and system process issues for standard compliance. Tracer activities 
are also used to assess interdisciplinary relationships and communication between all departments or services. It's so important to utilize the trends of tracer activity to improve processes. Um, always communicate to staff about ongoing improvements, demonstrating compliance with the Joint Commission standards. Finally, to maintain the gain, um, emphasize to your staff that changes made based on the outcomes of tracer activity and department audits will be continued after the survey is over. We always want to be improving as an organization, getting safer, getting better. Um, preparing for a Joint Commission survey, of course, is a lot of work. Don't go into panic mode. Take it a day at a time. Um, staff members will be proud when they realize their hard work is affirmed by an accrediting body. And it's awesome because my particular organization has been accredited for a very long time. We want to continue that with the Joint Commission. All right, that's it for today. You all have a great day.